Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I'm what you were thinking about, thinking earlier. You oh, tell me. okay. We'll see. Yeah, well, I'm sure it was terrible. But... Did you, did you right. click it yet? Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, yep, we're okay. good. Um, so welcome back to another episode of Wisco Fanatics, uh, Friday night. I thought we were going to have a full house this week, but apparently Simon still likes his fi- – or Simon, sorry about that. I still I see Simon. I see Simon. Um, Bryant likes his family. Like Bryant likes his family more than he likes us, and that is a terrible mistake. How dare and, he? Uh, he's fired for that, actually. He's, he's definitely fired for that. So yeah. uh, we have our final installment of the draft series, uh, the final player evaluation uh, this one is edge and defensive line, so this one is sure to be good. I don't care which one we start with. I'm going to let the hostess with the mostest choose where we start. You and a hostess? What the fuck? We also uh, – it rhymes. You are drinking Bud Light. So. <laughs> Dude, you guys see all those videos? I legit don't drink beer. Like, I just don't. I don't drink never require the taste for it. Oh, um, beer. Did you guys see uh, – Shows. All the, all the videos that dudes were doing with the girl filters. Went yeah, I saw it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Talk about slippery Talk about the Snapchat? Break. The Snapchat shit? Yeah. Yeah, so the dudes will pick up a beer, like a Bud Light. They'll start drinking it, and they'll turn the camera towards them, and it turns it into a girl using a Snapchat filter. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's funny. Uh, that's, that's funny, but that's terrible. <laughs> it's... it's uh. It's terrible, but it is funny. But anyways, um, we have a special announcement to give, and I'm going to leave it up to Tyler to give that special announcement when he is ready. So um, we, Jake and I today, we met with a couple of ladies from Mental Health America, the Lakeshore. um, Mental Health America Lakeshore, that's what they're called. And Jake and I decided, you know, we, we kind of took it upon ourselves that we wanted to donate to a mental health related cause uh, for every game that the Milwaukee Bucks win in the playoffs and for every series that they win in six games. So we're going to stick with the Bucks in six culture and we want to do 10 bucks for every game the Bucks win and every series they win in six games. So if they win all four series, they win the championship and they win all four series in six games, then we're going to donate $200. And what this is going to do is it's going to be the beginning of a youth scholarship fund. So we're making these donations to Mental Health America, and it's going to go towards a scholarship for um, uh, an aspiring high schooler who's going into college uh, that is interested in focusing on sports and mental health, just like Jake and I are. And this is the beginning of what we hope is going to be a, a long and uh, meaningful partnership between the Wisco Fanatics show and Mental Health America. Um, it's been about two years since Jake and I took the 
the approach that we wanted to focus on doing our sports analysis from an optimistic and a positive standpoint. And we are now at a point where using our, our Facebook reels that we can um, start taking some of that money, we can start putting it towards the causes that we, we believe are important and that we say that we think are important to us. Mm-hmm. So we, we've decided that we're going to basically prove that we are about what we say we're about. And this is the start of that. And we're hopefully going to be working with Mental Health America Lakeshore a lot in the future, um, be it across the summer. Um, May is Mental Health Awareness Month. Um, Jake and I are working on planning a lot of content for that month. And then June is Men's Mental Health Awareness Month. Mm-hmm. So we're really going to be focusing a lot on uh, putting out good mental health content through May and June, um, in addition to you know just the the normal analysis that we do from the standpoints that we do it from. So um, very excited to be to be working with Mental Health America. They they're really nice ladies to to talk with us and share ideas and and get some creative juices flowing. And we're excited that that this is going to start by by having a scholarship. Um, with the Wisco fanatics and mental health America name tied to it. It's really cool that when Jake and I started this, we were just doing it to talk about Wisconsin sports. And now now we're starting a scholarship. So I mean, Bro, <laughs> you remember our first couple episodes, man, when they were like 26 minutes long and we really talked about a couple things and now Jesus. we got structure and <laughs> recurring guests that we've, brought into the fold on Friday nights. Yeah, we just the journey, like if I can appreciate this for one moment, the journey of this show just in this little short amount of time, like I feel like I've made a lifelong friend in Simon, even though I call him Bryant every week. <laughs> uh, do I do the same thing though to you guys? So. I know, I know. <laughs> I'm a friend. But I, I think about so so many things throughout the day. I, remembering a name is just like one of the little things. I'm gonna get your name right eventually. It's one of those up there. I promise. All good. I'll do the um, same thing. But you know, and we've got we got comments from all around the world. And now this it that meeting today when I walked out of there and I was talking to Tyler and you know and I said goodbye to him and I finally got my car and I kind of sat there for a second. And I was just kind of like, my God, dude, like. It's all kind of coming together, man. This is kind of surreal to me. And we got another meeting on Monday that we're, we're excited about. So, I mean, oh, sorry, sorry. More details. Sorry. We have a meeting on Monday. Leave no it details. That. That's all I'm going to say. But it's just like, yeah, it's yeah, it's crazy, man. I My life is spinning. <laughs> it's it's cool. Like I said, it's cool to see where, where we started and, and what we're doing now in what feels like a really short amount of time. Yeah, it really does. Like, time flies, man. That's all I got to say. All right. So now we can get into our regularly scheduled content for today. Um, We've been calling it the Edge and Defensive Line Show. So with that, we're going to start with Edge. Uh, Jake, you got to pick first, and then Bryant, and then Simon, and then myself. So that is the order we are going to go in to reveal our rankings. So, Jake, we are going to start with you. Who is your number one? edge player will anderson jr there was uh no nobody else that was going to be number one i feel like two through ten is going to get super murky but number one i think we're all going to have a consensus uh bryant also has will anderson uh simon you as well were you guys at least close in putting tyree wilson 
No. I feel like I jumped the gun a little bit, but I, I really like Tyree close Wilson. To me. I think but... it was kind of close to me. I don't. <laughs> I don't. I, I, I mean, I'm, I, I'm not going to lie. I, thing. I don't really respect Big 12 defense as much as That's I do SEC fair. defense. And I understand that it's like it's a thing and it shouldn't really be a thing. And I should just be, you know, evaluating them per player. But like, I can't ignore that. You know what I mean? Big 12. I like Tyree offensive lineman though. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you a spoiler alert. I have a number three. Oh shit. Okay. Oh, I know. Right, well, I have Will Anderson number one as well. Okay. Um, Steve's got his popcorn ready to go to watch today. Uh, my number one is also Will Anderson. So we do have him across the board. Uh, Jake, who is your number two? Tyree Wilson. All right. Uh, Bryant's number two. Oh, cool. Got to keep his pulled up. Uh, Bryant has Miles Murphy, number two. See, this is where it's going to get murky. Me and Simon were just I, talking it's about this. It's going to get murky. We and just talking about this. I'm, I'm super annoyed with my rankings, and it is what it is because it was so hard to put these in order. But, um, Simon, who is your number two? Tyree Wilson. Okay. Uh, my number two is Lucas Vaness. I have him oh, number two. Damn. You have my boy that high? I have him number two. Okay, I see you. Um, Jake, who's your number three? Nolan Smith, the speedster. This is so weird. This is None of our rankings are going to be – this is going to be the hardest consensus yeah, position. It, to it is. Like, guaranteed. It is. All over the place. Gonna, it is. It's going to be like one, six, nine, six, and then it's going to be – Two, six, nine, thirteen. It's it's gonna be a clusterfuck. Edge rusher is a clusterfuck position. I don't even care to say it. Uh, number three is where Bryant has Tyree Wilson. That is his first pick of players that he chose to elaborate on. So for Tyree Wilson, this is what Bryant has. He says he's a high motor player with a massive frame and wingspan that will allow him to keep blockers off of him and knock down passes when he doesn't reach the quarterback. Uh, effective for slap and swim pass rush techniques creates a lot of push into the pocket that will put the quarterback under pressure. Although his 40 time wasn't explosive, he plays explosive and his long strides will make up the lack of straight speed. He has surprising bend and angles as well for his size, allowing him to get around defenders. He diagnoses run plays quickly and brings down the ball carrier with his length. Uh, he will need to fine tune his pass rushing skills because his pure size won't be as much of an advantage against all NFL players. He needs to improve his quickness off the snap. He has all the tools to be a monster, but he needs to put them together. And I think that's a very fair, um, a very fair evaluation of Tyree Wilson. That is who I also have number three. Um, Simon, who is your number three? Miles Murphy. Okay. Now that that is your first guy, correct? Yep. All right, go ahead. All right. So Miles Murphy, 6'5, 258, showed great flashes of power, although pretty inconsistently. Uh, he could take a couple years to develop and come onto his own, similar to Rashawn Gary. Has enough power and speed to bowl over the best of linemen, but and he has a mean spin move. I mean, his spin moves nasty. Did you guys watch him a lot? I didn't watch a lot of them. I uh, I watched I watched some of them though. Yes, you should see his. You should watch his spin moves. They're they're nasty. Uh, he's We're pretty raw. Murphy. Yeah. I I'll let you finish because there's a different type of move that he does that really impressed me. Steve said when in doubt with Edge, bet on traits, Wilson has them. And then he said Murphy's compared to Rashawn Gary. But uh go ahead, Simon, continue. Yep. 
so he just like I said, he's a, raw, a pretty raw guy. Uh, has to develop more pass rush skills, and ha- he has some problems coming off of blocks at times. Uh, he's gonna go in the first round. I think that's a no brainer. I can see it. he's six five, two sixty eight. Like that's massive. It's a big guy. Um, for me, the move that he has that impressed me is he has a one arm rush. Like the so he basically does this thing where he puts one arm into the chest of an offensive lineman. Oh. It makes it harder for uh, what? Like a stab move. Okay. Pretty yeah. It's yeah. Um, makes it harder for offensive linemen to get leverage on him. Uh, it also increases his length. So basically increases his arm length because he's reaching with one arm instead of reaching straight ahead with two. Um, it lets him use his other arm. Then when the offensive lineman is having their two hands out, he can take his off arm and swat those arms down. And then he bends around the offensive lineman to create an edge rush. So for me, it was the one arm, long arm. Steve said long arm rush. Um, that was the noticeable play for me. Um, if he if he gains, say, 20 pounds and works on some kind of inside counter move, then I agree with Simon that he'd be a no-brainer first rounder. For me, I'm thinking probably early second is where I'm leaning with him. I'm good with either. All right. Jake, who is your number four? Lucas Van Ness, baby. That's the boy. All that's right, the that's the guy. 15, boy. I'm telling you, him on the opposite side of Rashawn Gary in a few years is going to be magical because I think he still is a little raw as a pass rusher. He is a super, super strong, like just straight up raw power from this guy. Like he looks like a guy that plays at Iowa. And he he's also Thor when you take his pads off because he's fucking ripped, first of all. Yeah. Um, 36 tackles, 31 hurries, 11 tackles for loss, back-to-back seven-sack seasons, so he's got the production. Uh, he had two blocked punts this past season, yep. both in the same game against yep. Iowa State. Um, like I said before, he's a limited pass rusher, but goddamn, he could, he could bull rush. Uh, the one thing that I really, really love about Lucas Van Ness, which is why I want him so freaking bad, um, he, can, he can rush standing up or – he has a hand in the ground a lot over a guard. And when you said you said that before about uh, Simon's guy there, Murphy, uh, you were like, if he has an inside counter move, I'm like, bro, did you watch Lucas, dude? He can rush inside. He can rush outside. He can, he can stop the run. He's just a tough son of a bitch. And when he gets to the NFL and he learns some of those pass rush moves, and you were talking about how big Murphy is, Lucas Van Ness is 6'5", 270, bro. And he could put on a couple more pounds. Mm-hmm. He has the frame for it. So – you put this guy on the Green Bay Packers opposite of Rashawn Gary, I think the next seven, eight years are going to be really nice for that rush defense. So, as it stands now, Lucas Van Ness is a 935 RAS, so very high, one of the highest in the class. Uh, 4 5 8 40 time for a guy who's 272 pounds. That's, uh, yep. And I'm glad that you brought up that he plays with his hand in the ground sometimes because this is the reason I have him so high. Now, I'm not saying that he is this player, but his play style reminds me of J.J. Watt. Oh. A standing up J.J. Dude, if he puts on 20 pounds, he'd be legitimately J.J. Watt. That's how I feel. If you bulk him up to be a hand-in-the-ground defensive end, I feel like his play style is 
similar to J.J. Watt. That's how I feel from watching his tape. Like, I feel like this guy plays how J.J. Watt played. He does have a high motor. He's a very high motor player. And that's <clears> one thing. That's one of the first things you notice about J.J. Watt, right? So, I the agree with The third that. thing that I have written down about Lucas Van Ness is that he is relentless, not giving up on plays. Yeah, man. He had one play against Ohio State where he literally got tripped up by the offensive guard. He stands up and still traces down the future number one overall pick, C.J. Stroud, and gets a big-time sack in that game when Iowa was making a comeback. Yeah. So, momentum <clears throat> player, you know, all-out high motor guy and great size and speed combination. Yeah. Kind of reminds me of Justin Smith, the guy from the 49ers a while back. I think Justin Smith was a little bit bigger. He, he played end for them uh, out of Missouri, I think. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not I'm sure where he went to college. Yeah, I think I think it was Missouri, but he kind of reminds me of him. I believe you. I believe you too. I, I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe for my downfall, but it is what it is. Um, Jake, do you know? Do you have an answer for Steve's question why he didn't start at Iowa? I think well, it's, part of it was kind of that he was kind of like a tweener guy, wasn't he? Yeah, he's like a tweener guy, and um. He 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 has pretty he has pretty good bend. He doesn't play straight up. He has pretty good bend. I don't think he has the best in this. The guy that I think has the best bend is actually a couple couple lower on my list. He's actually my second guy. He's an impressive guy in my opinion. Um, but Lucas Van Ness is really he really got a great bull rush in my opinion. But does it have does, something to do with starting older players over him too? Yeah, he he is coming out as a sophomore. He's only twenty one years old. So yeah, he's a young he's still, guy. He's still super young, which is. Another one of the other reasons that I really want Lucas Van Ness because he's young yeah. and he's raw, and we saw the project that we had in Rashawn Gary and what he's turned into. And if you look at, you know, in a couple of years, Gary's going to be even better than he is. And if we can get Lucas Van Ness to even close to what Rashawn Gary is now, think of how elite that is. And they'll both be in their prime. I don't remember the last time we had two good defensive ends or outside linebackers. I mean, the Smith Bros, you could say, but. Zadarius Smith didn't freaking defend healthy. the run. Yeah, or stay healthy. Uh, and and Barre too. I mean, we. I want to add depth to the edge. That's one big thing. Yeah. And I actually wanted to talk about his comment, fans want offense in Green Bay. And I do as well. I would not be mad if we drafted offense. But I think defense for the first round again, people will probably bitch and complain. People but are going to bitch and complain no matter what. It, and that's I was exactly true. I was going to say that, but – and then second, third, fourth, go offense then. I don't care. Go offense after that. We've talked about it. There's so much value in the second to fifth rounds that it makes me feel, and this might be a hot take, but if I'm the Packers, I'm willing to trade out of the first round. I want you to to tell your whole opinion on this. I'm ready. I'm if I'm the Packers, I'm willing to trade back into the late 20s and basically have a situation where you have more bites at the apple. You have more chances to pick players because I believe there's so much value in those second, fourth, fifth rounds mm-hmm. that you know you're the difference between 28 and 58 versus 15 and 28 is not that big of a difference. And you get a chance to pick up an extra pick for as well. So seriously, I'm I would be willing to trade completely out of the first round, or to trade back and get an extra pick 
in the second to fourth rounds. That's that's really where I'm at. Um, doesn't help that the first round, after the first, I don't know, 10 picks, this draft is going to be nuts. Like, I have no idea. Unpredictable, for sure. It, exactly. Unpredictable. Like, when we do mock drafts next week, um, I've had a couple people ask us if we can do a 1 through 32 or a 1 through 31 this year. Miami doesn't get a first rounder. Uh, 1 through 32 mock draft to pick all the teams just to see what we can kind of come up with with how the first round is going to go because I feel like it's going to be just bedlam, absolute bedlam in the first round. It's going to be nuts. Dude, every mock I do, it's different. Yeah. <laughs> every mock is different, man. Like JSN's going <laughs> as high as number eight and then as low as like number 19. And I'm like, what What? what kind of value is that, dude? Nobody knows where this guy's going, you know? So that, that I was watching NFL Network and they were doing like high lows on some of the top players. They were all over the fucking place. Were they? Like, yeah. Someone had JSN go as low as like 23 to the Giants or whatever pick they are. I was like, that, yeah, it's the, it's the, yeah, after 10 is going to be weird. It's like, it's going to be a wild time. There's going like, like to be players that are going to fall that you don't think we're going to fall. Right. Like, I, the more, the more time goes by, the more I think that Quinton Johnson could make it to 15. Three weeks ago, I thought he was going to be a top 10 pick. I wouldn't be surprised if he almost fell out of the first round. It's the way people are talking. crazy this has gotten. But the way people are talking. league, which is true. And it could be somebody in the 20s. Like, if if he makes it to the Patriots pick in the the early 20s, like, I don't see the Patriots letting him pass that. I think it'll be interesting to see where the wide receivers go. It's going to be super interesting. I'm, going to, I'm really excited to see how high Zay Flowers goes yeah. because he rose right after, you know, like two weeks after I put him at my number two wide receiver in the class. Um, and now he's rocketing up the boards and he got invited to the draft. So that'll be fun to see. But, you know, with us doing all these, um, you know, doing all these rankings, we've, we've gone through so many players. Um, we're, we're, we're talking probably, probably damn near 200 players that we've gone through over the last five weeks, including today. So we can get back to uh, Bryant's number four, who has Lucas Van Ask, just like Jake does. Um, but yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be nuts to see where guys go. And that's why we dedicated an entire show next Friday Whoa. to nothing but mock drafts. Uh, Steve said Flowers is Waddle 2.0. I like it. I would love think that. he's that fast, bro. He's pretty fast. I mean, he's pretty fast. Oh, dude, I like Jaylen. it. I like the comparison. Jalen like Waddle is so fast. He makes fast people look not fast. That's what kind of fast Jalen Waddle is. <laughs> Christian Watson is that kind of fast too. Yeah, that is true. Christian Watson so fast it looks like he's running slow. <laughs> dude, bro, dude. when I messaged you, did you guys see that message the other day? Yes, they you had did. Yep, the, you said the Green Bay versus Dallas game on, and dude, Watson like running looks so slow. It's this like is how tall he is, and his strides are so big. But you can like he's a fast motherfucker. You ever it's like so you ever be on the highway, and there's a car next to you, but the car is driving like seventy miles an hour, so it looks like the rims are just stationary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's Christian Watson's running. It looks like he's just doing a casual jog, but then you see that he's gaining distance between him and the nearest yeah. defender. Dude, I'm telling you, I said it on the show. When I was watching that Dallas defender run and he was pumping his arms, I knew he was fighting for his life because Christian Watson was making him look slow as shit, bro. 
<laughs> he was yeah, running. He was so like, funny. don't rope past me. <laughs> All right. Uh, Simon, who is your number four edge? I have uh, Nolan Smith. Oh. Oh, that's your other guy. So a lot of my guys on the number four. So, uh, Simon, go ahead. All right. So, obviously, <laughs> undersized edge rusher. Incredible speed. What do you run? A three, or I'm sorry, a four three nine. Four three nine. Yeah. Seven. Yeah. Just disgusting <laughs> yeah. speed. So he has lightning speed coming off the edge. Plays really well in the run game, despite his size. Um, his bend and dip are both elite. Plays extremely physical. Very good in zone coverage, and has very impressive change of direction skills. Uh, his small stature might limit him against some some of the elite bigger players in the NFL. And he isn't going to be a guy that's going to help collapse the pocket. And he has some injury concerns the last couple of years. And he kind of reminds me of Hassan Reddick. Because I think Hassan Reddick's like 6'1", 240. Mm-hmm. He's had a 16-sack season. That is a great comparison. That was... I've seen that one as well. Um, you want a, you want a couple a couple more stats to go with Nolan Smith? Yeah, hit me. 924 RAS, so over nine. He also had the number two pass rush win rate in college football at 28%. Damn. 28%? 28%. That's disgusting. (laughs) That's insane. Yeah. Um, For the Wisconsin fans out there, Nick Herbig had the number four at 23.9%. Oh, shit. Look at that. Yeah. Um, my number four is Will McDonald. That's the first of my two guys. So with Mill McDonald, he has crazy long arms. Uh, he, he uses that to his advantage. Um, it's, so he's the guy that I think has the best bend in the class at edge. Um, He's great at turning the corner against tackles. Um, Steve asked if Nolan Smith also has a good run grade. I'm not sure. I'd have to look it up. Um, Will McDonald also has a capable spin move as a counter move. Um, he was used as a as a defensive end, but at 6'3", 241, I feel like he should be used more as an outside linebacker. Um, he is viewed as a strong 3-4 outside linebacker to translate to the NFL. Um, so that's where I view him using as the Packers. But with him being able to bend around tackles and having his long arms that he's got, I feel like he could be like a strip sack just monster. Because he's a guy who can just get around the get around the edge of the tackles and just start swatting like King Kong on the top of the Empire State Building. Uh-huh. Um, and then bonus, Will McDonald is also from Wisconsin. Hmm. So... Love that. Right, I'm on board. Love to keep him in Wisconsin. I'm on board. <laughs> that Wisconsin now, Iowa State connection, huh? Apparently, apparently, there's <laughs> apparently that's a thing. It is. No, <clears throat> I cheated in my rankings twice, and the first time I cheated is on Keon White, who is my second guy. Now this is outside of my top ten. I have two players outside of my top ten who would still be ranked in the top 10. So for Keon White, I have him listed as three to six. So I still have a three, four, five, six, but anywhere you want to put Keon White between three and six, I'm fine with. 
but I just had such a hard time trying to pick where I wanted to put guys, and I wanted guys in my list. So I kind of cheated on on Keon White, and the other one is Isaiah Foskey, but I'll get to him in a little bit later. So Keon White is my other guy that I have. He's 6'5", 285, had a position-high 997 RAS score. Oh, shit. Damn near perfect. Um, one of the reasons I had a tough time grading him or ranking him, sorry, is because he can kind of be pushed around in the run game a little bit. However, he is a very strong rusher, and he takes the shortest route to the quarterback every time he blitzes. Uh, with him, he had 54 tackles, 14 tackles for loss, and seven and a half sacks last season. And he was 15th in college football in pass rush win rate, uh, just under 20%. That's still a high percentage. So Keon White, I feel like he's a guy, he's 6'5", so he's got a big frame. He's a guy, if he puts on 15, 20, 25 pounds, he's one of those guys that I feel like could move all the way across the defensive line and could potentially work himself into the other other side of the rankings, which I have seen other outlets put him as a defensive lineman. But I personally, until he gains those 20, 30 pounds, uh, I still see him as a defensive end. So uh, cheating, I have Keon White as a three to six. And we'll go back to Jake. Who is your number five? Hey, hold on real quick. Oh, go ahead. To answer Steve's question, he graded extremely well versus the run. Was I uh, 84 last year? Or crap, let me pull it up again. I was clicking off of it. You're good. You're good. Okay. Yeah, 83.8. Simon's that Simon's got that PFF, boy. Full stop. <laughs> All right, Jake, give me your number five. I have your boy uh, Will McDonald as my number five. <clears throat> All right, uh, number five is where uh, Bryant has Nolan Smith. Uh, Simon, who is your number five? BJ Ojulari. Ojulari. Sorry, Ojulari. We'll get you there. Just wait till the next list, right, Simon? <laughs> oh, dude, wait till we get to my number 10. Yep. Simon, Simon put the pronunciation of the guy's name in the chat just so that he could have it to pull up quickly. Yep, that's on my next. That's on the next group for me. I'm just gonna call I have, him a, a, I have a different guy, number 10. Those are his initials, but I'm just going to call him AA. I don't even care. <laughs> <laughs> my number five, that is where I have Miles Murphy. Um, Jake, who is your number six? That's why I have my boy uh, Isaiah Foskey. All right, bring it on. This he has really, really, really good hands. Uh, he has a good ball rush, good dip, good rip move. Um, he attacks the football. So you were you were talking about forced fumbles with Will McDonald, and I was like, dude, this is the one one of the first things I noticed about Foskey. Um, he attacks the football when he gets to the quarterback. In 2021, he had six forced fumbles. And in 2022, he had another forced fumble. So he's a guy that he finds the ball. He's always around the ball. And that's the kind of guys that you want on, on your defense, right? Um, he could stand up or do a three-point stance. He's another one of those guys that could do both of those things. Um, he creates havoc off off the edge, man. He does not move. He moves you. That, that's how that works. Um, he has back-to-back 11-sack seasons. In college, that's pretty damn good, especially at Notre Dame. And 
one one thing that I kind of found impressive, and then I looked up their pass rushers, and I was like, hmm, I don't know a lot of these people. Um, he's the Notre Dame all-time sack leader uh, for Ooh. for his career, so I thought that yeah. was pretty cool. Twenty-six and a half, uh, I believe he was a, on top of uh, Justin Tuck, if I remember correctly, by like a sack and a half. But um, yeah, I just think that he's a. I don't know if he'll ever be a star, but I know that he'll be a really really good depth piece, in my opinion. So, a couple things. I have Isaiah Foskey is the other guy that I cheated on. I have him six to eight. So, aside from my six, seven, eight, Foskey, anywhere you want to put him in there, if you want to put him at 6.5, go ahead. Um, 9.59 RIS for Foskey and a 4.5840. Yeah. For a dude that's 264 pounds, that's pretty solid. Yeah. <clears throat> So Bryant's number six is Derek Hall. That's his second guy. <clears throat> so Derek Hall, 6'3", 254 pounds. He ran a 4.55.40. So very good there. He's explosive and long, plays in an aggressive manner, and will push offensive tackles backwards to create early pocket pressure. He plays with good burst when pursuing the ball carrier. carrier sorry and is a freight train to the quarterback once he gets a clear path. He has long arms for his height, which helps him create leverage and an explosive first step. He's very good at rotating through his pass rushing sets to keep offensive tackles guessing. He has high football character and was a team captain. He can play a little lazy when it comes to run defense, so he needs to play with some intensity throughout the game and not a player you want to drop into coverage. If he lives up to the comparison by NFL.com to Carl Lawson, he would be a steal in the third round. Unless drafted by the Packers in the third round, then he's destined to fail. Straight from Bryant's notes. Dude, you should have read the other part of his notes. If he wouldn't have misspelled like four other things in there, I would have considered it. <laughs> it's okay. He wouldn't have read that either. No balls. Uh, wait, let me pull he, out. Derek Hall was it. first team all SEC. So Derek Hall does, uh, does make my list, but not quite yet. Uh, yes. Simon, who is your number six? I already said it. Okay. Uh, my number six is Nolan Smith. Uh, Jake, who is your number seven? That's where I have keys on white. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> I just read it. <laughs> um, number seven is where Bryant has Will McDonald. Um, Simon, who's your number seven whenever you're uh, done geeking out over there? Uh, Will McDonald. Brian's trying to get us canceled. <laughs> it's not that's what all, I expected to read. That's his only goal at this point, it seems like. Yeah. Just pushing the envelope. Bryant is like the Daniel Tosh of this show. He's going to get us canceled. <laughs> He's going to say increasingly... Uh, more lewd things and just get our show canceled, right? When we're starting to work with a mental health uh, organization, and they're going to be like, yeah, yeah right. he just said that. Yeah, we're out. <laughs> <laughs> um, number seven, that's where I have Derek Hall. Uh, Jake, who is your number eight? Uh, that's where I have Derek Hall, number eight. Okay. Uh, number eight, that's where Bryant has Keon White. Simon, who is your number eight? Aditamu <laughs> Adivare. <laughs> Did I do good? That's not terrible. Yeah. <laughs> not bad. It's a good job. Um, number eight is where I have BJ Ojolari. I do really like him, actually. 
I was tempted to to move off of Keon White and pick BJ Ojolari just because he's he's got a great motor. Um, he has a great swim move. He's got a foundation that he can learn other pass rush moves. Um, he's solid in, in the run game for a guy with his pass rush prowess. Um, he's elite at changing his pad level. So he can dip, he can go, and he can counter. He's really good at changing his pad level. There's something I noticed with BJ Ojolari. And this isn't my comparison, but um, during his time and during some of the scouting videos that I watched about him is that he uses similar pass rush moves to Von Miller. Ooh, hold on. So BJ Ojolari is probably just going through high school and, and college just watching Von Miller highlights and and copying his moves, and that's where he learned his pass rush. Now, here's the thing with B.J. Ojolari that makes me want to draft him. He's only 20. Oh, shit. So he's coming into the NFL very young. Um, Steve said his brother undoubtedly helps too. Yes, his brother Aziz Ojolari is also in the NFL. Um, yeah, definitely worth maybe a third rounder. <laughs> We're just trying to end that third round first. I, I mean, whatever. I it is what so it is. We'll hit on one eventually, and then somebody will be like, oh, yeah, finally. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he just turned 21. Just oh, so he week. just had his first beer, I'm sure, then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just now for the first time. Surely. Ever. Surely. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, back on track, Jake, who is your number nine? Drew Sanders, my number nine. All right. I, I didn't know what to do with Drew Sanders, and honestly, I wasn't yeah. I wasn't impressed, so I didn't feel the need to put him in edge or linebackers. He's he's okay at both, so I feel like he had to make one of my lists. I think he's better at edge. In my opinion. I think I put him at linebacker. You, yeah, did. I think you and Bryant did. Yeah, I had him with my linebacker notes, but like, I don't know, like he, yeah, for him to be a bad tackler, like I'm already just you know I'm just gonna leave him out. Yeah, you can you learn can how to tackle though. You can you can be taught. So you yeah, wrap your arms. I used to learn how to tackle, and it's in middle school. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, we think that you know Jair Alexander is a great tackler, right? And every once in a while, he just does a shoulder. And I hate that shit, man. That pisses me off. <laughs> it, it pisses everybody off, but that's, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like you can correct. Correct those kind of things, Steve. I don't know why people compare Drew Sanders to Micah Parsons. The only reason I can think of it is because he's athletic. Because he plays inside and outside. That's the literal only reason why. Clay Walker can do that, so we don't need Drew Sanders. True. Because I said that, we're gonna draft him. And then we can have two people that could do it. So what's wrong with that? All right. I mean, if he pans out, I'm totally fine with. Lots of yeah, I wasn't high on him, but he's a stud now. Yeah. I'd be okay with that. He's the third rounder. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> if a guy that I don't like breaks the third round stigma, I'm totally down. <laughs> Me too. Um, number nine is where Bryant has uh, BJ Ojolari. Simon, who is your number nine? Isaiah Foskey. Okay. Jake, who's your number? Sorry, my number nine. I have. I practiced this one. Felix Enudike Uzama. Yeah. Uh, I After the first three times that I wrote his name, after gathering sources. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, 
and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Uh, I just started abbreviating him as FAU. And now when I see that, I'm like, Florida Atlantic University, what? <laughs> <laughs> they had a good run. I've been abbreviating him as FAU, but uh, he was the Big 12 uh, Defensive Player of the Year. So Jake said he doesn't put stock in the Big 12. Even if you don't, he's still the best out of all of them. But aside from the other things that I have with him, um, he was a finalist for the LOT Impact Trophy. Now that IMPACT is in all caps, and what it stands for is integrity, maturity, performance, academics, community, and um, shoot, I cannot read my own writing, and I forgot what the T stands for. Uh, that's gonna bother me. Wow. Sometimes anyway, you have to write so small in your notebook, dude. Well, it's, it's on my tablet, small. and I wrote it super small. I'm just, I'm just gonna look him up and see if I can find it. But for him to be a finalist for that award, that's that to me is the kind of guy that you want on your team. High character. Exactly. A high character guy. Um, So I wanted to point that out with him. Um, He did also have an 874 RIS score. Um, The T stands for tenacity. So it's integrity, maturity, performance, academics, community, and tenacity. Mm. And he was a finalist for that award. So FAU... My number nine. Jake, who is your number 10? I had to be Homer. So, Nick Herbig. All right. I had to. Couldn't leave him out of the top yeah. 10. It was, I'll, be, I'll be honest. It was between him and Andre Carter. And I actually like Andre Carter as a prospect. I think he's he's a really good athlete. But I was like, take him up, boy, dude. Nick Herbig, let's go. Nick Herbig, he did meet with the Packers. Um what I think is going to be the case, and I hope it works out for the Packers this way, is I think it's possible that Nick Herbig goes the Jack Sanborn route and goes undrafted. And if the Packers can grab him, like, right after the draft, like, as soon as Mr. Irrelevant is announced, like, Nick Herbig, you're a Green Bay Packer. Yeah. I'm on board for that. I'm on board for that, too. Okay. Um, Simon, who is your number 10? Felix Sanudike Uzama. Uzama. All right. I like it. Uh, number 10, Bryant has Isaiah Foskey. And number 10 is where I have Adetomoa Adabore. You did good. Up. You did good. I mean, uh-huh. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to absolutely fuck this up when I have to say it. <laughs> you have him in your D line? I do. Okay. I think he's more of a 4-3 D end, in my opinion. That's fair. Um, just a couple of things that stood out to me with him. He's strong and fast. He ran a 4-4-9-40, which is awesome for a guy who's 282 pounds. Damn. <laughs> yeah, to run like... sub 4-5 at 282 pounds is nuts. He's only like 6-2. Uncalled for, in my opinion. <laughs> Steve said, Adaboware. All right, good job. Uh, and the other thing that I noticed with him is he beat Cody Mausch a ton at the Senior Bowl. 
like damn near every rep that he went against Cody Mausch. Like out of a war, I beat him. Yeah. So that was that stood out to me. So anything else you guys want to throw out about edge rushers before we move on to defensive linemen? We need them. <laughs> yes. That's all I got. Facts. Um I will throw one sleeper name out there to keep an eye on. I don't know that he's going to get drafted, but keep an eye out on the name Jared Verse. Basically, basically like a perfect athlete as far as edge rushers go. Okay. But not a super highly touted player. But just a name to keep an eye on, a name that I'm going to keep an eye on, Jared Verse. So keep an eye out for that. Okay. Uh, let's go to let's go to defensive line. All right, Jake, coming back to you. Who is your number one defensive lineman? I'm feeling we're all going to have the same one here as well. And I have uh, Jalen Carter. As do I. Uh, Simon, do you have Jalen Carter number one? Yep. Okay. Um, I'm going to pull Bryant's up. I'm sure he's got Jalen Carter number one. He does. Uh, Steve asked, is Gary going to be extended mid-year or before the season? I think before the season. I think so too. Uh, maybe like June second, when some of the cap stuff changes a little bit. Um, <coughs> uh, Aaron Rodgers getting traded is probably going to be part of that. Yeah. His contract is officially dealt with, whatever it's going to end up being, or however it's going to be dealt with. But if we can get the Jets to take his entire contract, like I don't care what we get in return at that point if they're taking his entire contract. But then you extend Rashawn Gary and you front load the deal. To save yourself, you know, some space. In later, space. Right. So that's that's my ideal scenario, regardless of what we get in return. I'm actually on board with that because then you kind of replace Rogers' cap hit with Gary's, pay right. him now, and then you 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 feel like you're getting a bargain later when he's fucking right. getting 17 sacks. Right. Yeah, <laughs> and then he's only making 15 million dollars that year instead of 20. He's making less million than sacks. He's getting. Whew, boy. That would be nuts. But I'm here for it. So get it done. Uh, Do Kenny Clark while we're at it. (laughs) Yeah, for real. So let's go to number two. Jake, who is your number two edge or defensive lineman? Sorry. See, this is where we get weird. I I have Miles Murphy as a defensive lineman. He's my number two. Okay. Okay. Uh, Simon, who is your number two? Kalaja Kansi. Yeah, that's my guy. I'm excited for him. Uh, Number two. Bryant has Brian Brzee. Uh Number two is where I have Kalijah Kansi. That's my first guy. Um, for being 6'1", 281 pounds, he ran a 4.6740. Just another massive dude that can actually run a little bit. Um, he has a great motor. And when I watched him play, he is constantly getting through the offensive line. Constantly. And I think he's a guy who you could line up at defensive tackle or you could move him to defensive end, and I think he could be good on the outside as well. So when the Packers kind of move guys up and down the line, I think he's a guy that could fit into that scheme, actually. So I like Elijah Cansey for that. Um, Steve said Cansey gets the most out of his frame. Absolutely. He seems like a guy who knew he wasn't going to get any taller, and he said, I'm still going to be a beast. And he was – the ACC Defensive Player of the Year and First Team All-American. And then to go with that, he's very shifty. He's got a great swim move. 
and he can bull rush. So there's really nothing that Cansey can't do. The only limiting thing is that he's six one instead of six five. If he was six five, you could arguably put him over Jalen Carter. Yeah. Um, yeah, Cansey's the real deal, and mm-hmm. I like that you all have him number two, Simon. He's all right, Jake, who's your number three? That's where I have uh, absolutely oh probably gonna ruin his name, Brian Brees. It's Brzee. Is it Brzee? Brzee. The literal pronunciation that I saw was bruh Z. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> um, Steve said it seems like Green Bay handcuffed Wyatt last year when they turned him loose. Good things happened. Get after the passer. Can't see could be like that. Go hunt QBs. Um, Wyatt, they kind of brought him along slowly because they wanted to make sure he was getting the the mental side of the game right before putting him on the field. So that's why they kind of slowed down Wyatt's um, his playing time in the beginning of the season was they wanted to get his mental game right before they started putting him in for, for more snaps. And you could see that he picked it up and he must have done well because as the games went on, he started playing more and more and more snaps. So yep. I have no worries about uh, Devontae Wyatt stepping into a larger role in 2023. I'm actually really looking oh, forward no. to it. Yeah. Um, Number three is where Bryant has Kalijah Kansi. Uh, Simon, who is your number three? Brian Brissie. <clears throat> okay. Uh, number three is where I have uh, Bryant's guy, Mezzy Smith. Um, Jake, who is your number four? The man in the middle for the Badgers, Keanu Benton. I like it. That's your guy. And you you got first pick, and I knew who you were taking. You're like, you already know, and I knew. So go ahead. Yeah, dude, this guy is, and for lack of a better term, he's a fucking gorilla up front, dude. He is a freaking animal up there, dude. Um, absolute force. He demands that you double-team him. If you don't, he's going to hit somebody. He's going to hit somebody really, really hard. Um, not In my opinion, he's a better run stopper than he is a pass rusher at this point, but the pass rush potential is there. Uh he had he has pretty good feet up front. Um, he understands how to hold his ground. Um, I just think about Wyatt Benton and Kenny Clark up front, and I'm thinking like, damn, who the hell is getting through that? Because Devontae Wyatt is just oozing with potential, right? Keanu Benton, I feel like he's he's pretty close to a finished product, and we know Kenny Clark is Kenny Clark, right? So those three up front, I think, could absolutely destroy. So you. You call him, you know, maybe not the best pass rusher, but I'm going to steal Simon's thunder a little bit. He has an 86 pro football focus pass rush grade. Oh, shit. I, I, I think he's a – I'm not saying that he's not a pass rusher. I'm just saying that he's a, a better run stopper than he is a pass rusher. So that might just be, you know, me giving him credit in both areas, in my opinion. Um, also, one thing that I really like about Keanu Benton, while I wrap this up real quick, he understands gap responsibility. Yes. And that is such an underrated thing for defensive yes. linemen, and he gets it. So, My nickname for Keanu Benton is Baby Kenny. That's what I like to call him. I'm with um, it, dude. He, he raised his stock dramatically at the Super Bowl. Like People were like, oh, shit, Like who's this dude from Wisconsin? Um, he, he, I agree with you that oh, he's a guy really? that you can move across as well. Um, Steve said, I think Benton is more dynamic as a pass rusher than he is a run stopper. Hey, let's just take the best of both worlds and let's just say he's good at both. I'm on board for that. 
So right. Simon's first guy was Brian Brzee. So I'll let Brian talk about his first guy. Sorry, Simon. Fuck me. Sorry. <laughs> I have Brian's notes, so oh, I'm staring at Brian's stuff, and I keep whatever. I'm fired. It's all good. We were doing that all last week when it was just me and him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was I didn't know who the fuck we were talking about. We got four sets of rankings. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure we screwed it up somehow, but it's all good. Yeah. Uh, so Brian, yeah, it'd be like that sometimes. Uh, Brian Brzee, 6'5", 298. <laughs> Unique blend of size, flexibility, and burst that can move the line of scrimmage. Uh, I think he can play any spot uh, from the five technique on in. Occupied double teams pretty well. Does a good job finding the ball and exploding the backfield, disrupt passing and running lanes. Uh, he sort of has up and down tape. Uh, it feels like he needs a lot more development than you'd like taking him in the first round. Uh, has a uh, room to improve against the run. And it seemed often he would wait for something to happen then rather than make the instinctual play. I agree. Um, spoiler alert, he's low on my list. He's, um, so, he's just polarizing. Like yeah. At his very best, he's three to me. At very worst, I want nothing to do with him. I, that's kind of how I feel about Drew Sanders, honestly. So, uh, Simon, who is your number four? Mazi Smith. Okay. Um, I have Keanu Benton at number four. So, um, Bryant has Mazi Smith, so that's his first guy. I'm going to answer a couple comments real quick. Uh, Greg said, what's up, gents? You're doing great. We appreciate it, Greg. We appreciate you uh, sharing stuff. For us, Greg is a Lions fan, unfortunately, uh, but does come to watch our show. But you can get more than just you know Packers analysis when we're talking about drafting guys. So Steve said, "Do you guys have fits for Green Bay at edge and defensive line? Like who complements our edge and defensive line?" Uh Steve, we're gonna save that question for when we finish our D line. We'll come back to that one because that's a good question. So I want to finish our our finish our rankings first, and then we will come back to that question. But that is a good question. Steve, bring in the fire questions like he always does. Also, uh, real quick on Greg, um, Lions, uh, whatever. I think the unfortunate team that he cheers for is definitely the Dodgers. That's not unfortunate. That's just uncalled for. <laughs> <laughs> whatever you want to call it, man. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> he said, unfortunately, doesn't come close to the misery I've witnessed in my life. <laughs> hey, is it awkward that the Buccaneers have won the NFC North more recently than the Detroit Lions have? Ooh. Is that awkward for a team from Tampa Bay to have a, a North title more recently than Detroit? <laughs> yeah, that's Greg, Greg says, you guys are great as I'm just putting some salt in the wound real quick. <laughs> shitting on him. <laughs> Someday we won't be able to make that joke, and then it'll, you know, it'll be like, well, we got, got the mileage out of it while we could. Yeah. All right. So to Mazzy Smith, a guy, there you go, from Michigan. Um, he said, let's talk future, please. Let's do it. Uh, <laughs> 6'3", 323 pounds, but still ran a 48540. For a guy who is... 323 pounds. That's that's impressive. Uh, he has a blend of size and speed that is rare. 
allowing him to control blockers and become a space eater. Uh, he has good bend and plays with active feet, allowing him <clears throat> allowing him to play with short area quickness. He is seen as a true nose tackle that may not be a threat in the pass game, but can develop into a consistent run stuffer. He does have to become more consistent uh, about double teams and develop moves to create more plays behind the line of scrimmage. The ceiling, the ceiling for Smith is a player like Don Terry Poe, which is intriguing, but coaches will need to get him to be a more consistent player for him to reach that level. Now, Steve said that Mazzy is an animal, and that is a perfect description for him because he is number one on Bruce Feldman's freak list. So I had that in my notes. He was first team all Big Ten. He is crazy athletic for his size. For a guy that massive to be as athletic as he is, uh, that's why he's up at number three for me. So, um, Jake, who is your number five? That's where I have Cansey, who everybody apparently is in love with all of a sudden. Yeah, you need to get on the Cansey train, apparently. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> I was higher on Brees, who you hate, and you love Cansey. I don't know what's going on anymore. Uh, yeah, whatever. We'll find out, I guess, at the draft, who gets drafted higher. <laughs> uh, number five is where Bryant has Adetomawa, Adabaware. Um, I'm kind of getting that one down, so I will stick with that. Um, Simon, who is your number five? I have <clears throat> Shaki Ika. Okay, that's your guy, so go ahead, and I will do my number five after that. All right, so Siaki Ika, 6'3", 335. He's just a good old-fashioned nose tackle. He's, he's a big old dude, and that's probably where he'll be put uh, for the most part. Uh, very good at pushing the center back a few yards on literally every snap you watch him. Uh, he's just shoving the center back every time. Uh, very good first step, plays with good leverage. Surprisingly good at rushing the passer. Takes pretty good angles to the ball, good feet and agility, and plays well against double teams. Unfortunately, he misses too many tackles and finds himself on the ground a little too much, and he could definitely work on some more pass rush moves and maybe lose a little bit of weight to help him become a little bit more agile. That's fair. I think that's a fair assessment. Uh, number five is where I have Gervin Dexter. That's my second guy. Uh, Gervin Dexter is sorry Jervin. It's not it's Jervin, not Gervin. It's spelled with a G and then the column Jervin. All right. Anyways. Six foot six, three hundred and ten pounds, ran a four eight eight forty. So huge dude, still pretty fast. Uh that leads to his nine twenty one RAS score. Um he displays great athleticism to go with his size. He <laughs> this is just ridiculous. I just put this in my notes just just because he had 18 sacks his senior year in high school. God damn. <laughs> Basically two sacks a game. Um, so he can move around the defensive line, which is why I have him so high at number five, just because I do like the guys that you can do versatility with, basically. Um, we've discussed it, Jake and I, all the time with the Brewers about how important versatility is. And it's becoming more of a thing in the NFL. The more things you can do, the more time you'll see the field. So, uh, Gervin Dexter, with him being a guy who is versatile, um, I do like that about him. Um, what I've seen from assessments of him is that he is seen as an ideal 3-4 run stop and block eater. So, I, I like do that. like Gervin Dexter a lot at his size to put him on the on the offensive line. He's a guy – sorry, the defensive line – 
he's a guy you could put in at nose tackle. And if you want to put Kenny Clark outside of defensive end, maybe take uh, take advantage of, of some younger tackles or uh, maybe a guy who's filling in for somebody who's injured and you want to put Kenny Clark out there to give yourself an advantage, you can plug Jervin Dexter in the middle there and let Kenny do his thing on the outside. So um, Steve said Jervin gets off timed with a sundial but is crazy athletic. <laughs> <laughs> he said he's like Forrest Whitaker in fast times of Ridgemont High. Oh man, I I like his. I think his versatility with his size and speed combination is what what I like most about him. Um, so we'll go back to Jake. Jake, who is your number six defensive That's lineman? Where I have uh, Mozzie Smith. Okay, I like him a lot actually. I think he might be my answer to Steve's question when we get there. Um, number six is where Bryant has Keanu Benton. Simon, who is your number six? Keanu Benton. Okay. Number six, that's where I have Brian Brzee. Oh. So a little bit lower on him, but not so far to go out of my top ten. But I have yeah, my number not six. Crazy. Not crazy. Okay. Uh, Jake, who is your number seven? This is where, and I feel like I'm calling him a girl name, but uh, Jacqueline Roy from LSU. What I've seen is that it's Jake Quaylen. Jake Quaylen? It's a Quaylen. Dude, who the hell is that guy? But A A Ron, does that yeah, not so right? Like, yeah, I was just exactly thinking about that. Jaqueline, Jaqueline, Jaqueline. You mean Jacqueline? That sounds made up, but whatever. Should be on a part of the East West Shrine Bowl. <laughs> uh, Steve's laughing with us, so it's not just us that are apparently very confused when reading that. I'm like, how is this going to turn into a boy's name? That's what I was thinking, man. I was like, bro, you have the same name as my grandma, <laughs> but it's cool. <laughs> my grandma's name is literally Jacqueline. <laughs> okay. Um, Bryant also has him number seven. I also have him number right. seven. Thanks Simon, if you don't have him number seven, I'm going to drive to Alaska and punch you in the nuts. <laughs> We're going to kick over your moose. <laughs> I don't Simon, have him in my top ten. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, it was close. No. He's a pretty it's good, he's a pretty good player, man. You, you can move him around the D line as well, dude. He's going to be like your top 10, even. I, I have shuffled around. Uh, um, he's got great speed. He's a good block shutter. Yeah. Um, he has a great first step and quickness. He just seems like a guy who could just wreck the run game. Once I mean, in a while. Okay, so same with Edge. Like, I didn't have, uh, what's his name, Keon White or Derek Hall in my top 10. That's fair. I'm with that. That's okay. It's not fair. I mean, it's whatever. guys that are like right outside, though. It's not like I'm being absurd. Like, he's number like 27. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Jake, who's your number eight? Uh, you want to talk about a big guy? How about 6'5, 337 pound Broderick Martin? Damn. Okay. That guy will eat up some fucking blocks. Yeah. Um, speaking of big of guys, um, Bryant and I are on the same page again. We both have Siaki Ika at number eight. Simon, who's your number eight? Byron Young. Okay. Uh, Jake, who's your number nine? He's my second guy, Zach Harrison, Ohio State. All right, go ahead. So, you guys were probably like, who and and yep. why? Didn't make my top ten. Didn't make my top ten. Didn't make my he... top thirty. Just kidding, I didn't do thirty. <laughs> He's not even number twenty-seven on your list. <laughs> nope. He went to Ohio State, so that moved him down three automatically. 
So <laughs> I was thinking about defensive end, and when I'm thinking about defensive end over the last, I'll say, eight years, I think about Ohio State. They're definitely on that on that upper echelon, right? You got the Bosa brothers, Chase Young, for recent history, and. Zach Harrison is the biggest boomer bus player in this draft, and I've literally seen that on every single website about him, and I 100% agree. He is 6'6", 274 pounds, ran a 4-4-40. That is fucking stupid. The problem is the 4-4 speed doesn't show up all the time. His Mm. his get-off is inconsistent, but I'm telling you, man, when he times that snap, he is off like a freaking rocket ship. And that 6'6", 274 takes over with that bull rush. And he's just an athletic freak. Um, when he has the good first step, it's it's unguardable, dude. He gets off the line so fucking quick when he times that snap. It's ridiculous. Um, he, he tries to attack the ball, but, again, he he's just raw. And he made my top ten because he's just a project, and he's a guy that I would take. And, Tyler, you've talked about the value in the, in the second, third, fourth, fifth round. He's a guy that falls, in my eyes, in that value pick where you're just like, this guy is a crazy athlete. If we could sharpen these tools, he could be a real asset to us, and that is exactly why Zach Harrison made number nine. I just think he could be so good, dude. He's just a freak athlete, dude. So number nine is where Bryant has Zach Pickens. That's his second guy. Zach Pickens, 6'4", 291, 489, 40. Uh, this is Brian's notes on Zach Pickens. He's an athletic interior defender who has good gap control and balance. He possesses the quickness and traits to attack upfield and a disruptive first step. He excels as a run defender because he has a strong base and anchor. He has above average arm length for his size and quick hands. Hands and feet play in sync, allowing him to avoid blockers. He is never out of a play because of his relentless effort. I'm just going to interject here. That's why I've always liked a guy like Jack Heflin. I always wanted to see him make the team, so... Stuff like that matters. Uh, his lack of size can make it hard for him to escape blockers once they get their hands on him. He will also offer as much as a pass rusher. Uh, he projects more as a rotational player who can shore up your run defense on early downs. So that's what he has for Zach Pickens. Um, what I've noticed about Zach Pickens, who I'll just give you, he's my number 10, is that he he's a guy who lets rushers come to him instead of going to get them as far as like running backs, quarterbacks go. Um, he waits for them to come to him instead of pursuing them. So I did notice that with him. Uh, he doesn't jump off the page um, athletically, and I don't trust him in like short yardage situations because of those two things. He does, however, have a very good swim move and does seem capable. Um, if, you, if you're in like a third and long situation and you want a guy that you can just say, just go wreck the offensive line and get some pressure. So I have Zach Pickens in my number. But my number nine, I think this guy might end up being my answer to Steve's question is Moro Ojomo. Uh, he has he has a great bull rush. He stays with plays. He strikes me as a guy who could be almost like a hybrid type guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, I think he kind of misses people's list because he's almost positionless. Because he could be in the edge conversation at outside linebacker or defensive end at 6'3", 286, but he was also used as um, an interior defensive lineman a lot. He actually graded out as Pro Football Focus's eighth interior defensive lineman. So kind of a weird, I don't know. But what I will will say 
Steve said it too. He's a tweener. Sports Illustrated called him one of the most NFL-ready run defenders in this draft class. Now we take those. I like stopping the run. Uh, yeah. <laughs> as, I haven't, haven't seen it in a few years, but I like right. it. <laughs> so, you know, as a guy who's maybe doesn't quite have a position, maybe you just flip that, look at it as a different opportunity and say, hey, you might not have any one position that you can play. Come here and play three positions. And you look at him as a guy who can offer you that positional versatility. So uh, what's up, James? We're talking some defensive linemen. We're almost done. Um uh, Steve said, always value, just watch Dean Lowry. I mean, Dean Lowry, he was never great, but he was solid for a long time. He was just there. He showed up. He played, and he went home. That's yeah. what he did. Um, Jake, who's your number 10? All right, baby. Well, I've been talking to God for a few minutes here because I sure hope I don't fucking embarrass myself. Uh-oh. <laughs> here we go. Mm-hmm. Okay, hang on. Let me look at it real quick. I'm going to hold it up so I can read it. Here we go. You got to sound it out a couple times. Eddie Tommyway. Eddie Tommywa. Eddie Tommywa. Eddie Barre. Hey. Not okay. bad. You've done much worse. I can promise you that. <laughs> dude, the anxiety I get when I have to read a fucked up name. I was like, dude, I'm not even putting it on my list because I'm not embarrassing myself. And I was like, he's pretty good. So he has to be on the list, you know? <laughs> It's okay. All right. So that's your number 10. Uh, I gave mine already at Zach Pickens. Um, Bryant's is Jervin Dexter. Simon, who's your number 10? Uh, my number nine was Jervin Dexter. Oh, and then sorry. number 10. You're good. And then number 10 was Kobe Turner. Okay. Uh, Steve said he gave you a B plus on the pronunciation, Jake. So no, Steve, yeah, oh, you're yeah, being yeah, generous. That's, yeah, the high, that's higher than any grade I ever got in high school. So I'll take yeah. it. <laughs> That tracks. <laughs> I didn't give a shit, bro. <laughs> so I'm gonna go back to Steve's question here, and I wanna I wanna bring up one play, and it was Kalijah Cansey. And if you if you want to see an example of of what makes him awesome, uh, watch Kalijah Cansey versus Virginia Tech. He absolutely annihilates a running back, and then goes and gets a sack. Just awesome, awesome play. I would suggest going to watch it. It's, it's a very fun play to watch. So we're going to go back to Steve's question. Now, Steve asks, do you guys have fits for Green Bay at edge and defensive linemen? So if you had to pick one of each, you can pick from you know guys that they can pick anywhere in the draft. Uh, give me one edge. And one defensive lineman, uh, Jake. Want to put you on the spot first because this is your show to go first. So, give me one edge, one defensive lineman that you like their fits in Green Bay. Well, I already answered the edge, Lucas Van Ness. That's, yeah, that's my guy. That that's I pick one guy every year who I'm like, this is it. Uh, this is my guy. He's my guy this year. Last year, Tyler. You you remember my guy last year? Um, last year, my one guy who I was in love with. You're still talking about linebackers. No, 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 just in general. One guy just who I was in love with in general. The guy that you were in love with in general last year. I feel I'm like you were a Jameson Williams guy last year. No, it was George Pickens, remember? Oh, yeah, yeah. I loved how aggressive he was in the run blocking game. I was like, yeah, yeah. Guy, yeah. So. 
Packer. I liked Alec Pierce a lot. You did. And, w- dude, we could have taken both of them, <laughs> but we traded off a lot. So, I'm cool. Um, it's all right. We got Christian Watson, and I was right on that one, so I am I'm perfectly fine settling for being right about Christian Watson. Defensive line is tougher. <sighs> and I feel like this is a cop-out, but I really – I really like Keanu Benton in Green Bay system um, to play a three technique. Packers play a lot of three technique with Kenny Clark. And I think that um, Keanu Benton can be really good at that, especially, you know, when we go to our two down lineman sets, I think he's, he's good at that in the first place, but I am not opposed to uh, Mr. Smith, uh, Mozzie Smith. Uh, I think that he could also be good in Green Bay. That's a good, that's a good one. Steve apparently had a had an answer ready to go for this. He said, I always wonder if you play someone like Nolan Smith alongside Rashawn Gary, good luck. Said Gary would run through your face and Nolan would run past you. I'm here for it. I'm with it. Um, Jake, I like your answer of Lucas Van Ness and Keanu Benton uh, or Mazzy Smith. Um, Simon, what two guys would you kind of want to pair up? I will say I like Nolan Smith a lot. I just don't think Green Bay will take him. He doesn't meet their – okay, I, w- I, w- I will say nothing's impossible, right? Like if they <laughs> took Nolan Smith, I-, I would be very surprised. Yeah. But, I mean, he did go um, to Georgia. I mean, it is the yeah, first round. It is so. the first round. So <laughs> yeah. I, w- I would be very surprised <laughs> based on the thresholds of <clears throat> edge rushers they've drafted in the past. I'm partial yeah. to Miles Murphy. I like him a lot. I, I think he would fit, and he fits the mold of guys they've gone after in the past. Okay. Uh, for defensive line, uh, fuck you, Jake. I was going to say Mozzie Smith. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, do, I do like Brian Brzee, too. I think if you unlock his potential and you get past, like, some of the stuff that's happened to him, and I, I think – so for those that are kind of unaware of his situation – and I, it feels bad. His sister had like brain cancer, and so he like hit a rough patch of injuries and deal with the family problems and stuff. And I feel like if Green Bay drafted him, it would be like the perfect place for him to go as far as like just being kind of out of everyone's way and um, you know Green also Bay media like embraced and cared yeah. for. I think Green Bay has a culture yeah. of that. At least so I, I think that we're not on the internet. Mm-hmm. People are like carrying in that way. Not saying that other places aren't, but right. you always kind of see that culture in Green Bay. And right. I feel like if Green Bay drafted him and took care of that aspect and his physical portion, he could be an extremely good player in our system. Yeah. So I think what I'm gonna do is I like the I like the Massey Smith. I like that option. Um Steve wants a, a twitchy guy, not just bull rush guys. Yeah. Um, I really like Kalijah Cansey. I think he's he's got a he's the kind of guy you can move across the defensive line. So I really like that. And then an edge guy to pair with him. I'm kind of partial to my guy too, but I really like the idea of Will McDonald. Uh, I think he's a guy that could be there. Um, also, the man whose name we've had so much trouble pronouncing. <laughs> Uh, I think would be would be a worthwhile pick, and I also would throw in uh, Felix NDK Azama in there as well. I think he's another guy who could be, you know, if Kalijah Cansey is a defensive lineman you spent early pick on, uh, looking at later picks, uh, you're looking at Felix, and I'm just going to call him AA because it's easy. So you take 
Cansey early, and you can take FAU or AA later on, and and that's where I'm at to maybe get some some value and some early round capital. So those are good. that's going to be my answers. The mock drafts next week are going to be fun. <laughs> we all we all kind of have like the same concepts with how we match our players, but just different yeah. names. And so next week will be our mock draft episode. So definitely, if you've watched any of our individual positional breakdowns over the last five weeks, which it feels like it flew by that we're already done with all of our positional rankings. And like I said, probably 200 players for each of us. Um, If you've watched any of our positional breakdowns, definitely tune in next week for the mock drafts. Um, We're looking at doing them as teams, you know, Simon and Bryant can do one together. Jake and I can do one together. Uh, we can do one with the comments section. Um, we're going to do mock drafts a bunch of different ways. And then Chris is getting ahead of me. Um, the following week when the draft is, we are going to be live during not only day one of the draft like we were last year. We're also going to do day two. And we're going to do the second and third round as well. So this is going to be our first year doing that. Uh, last year we did just round one. And that was really fun. So this year we're doing more. This year we're doing round one, and then we're doing rounds two and three. So we're going to be live during the first two days of the draft. And, um, and I'm going to add one thing. Chris, if Brian misses again next week, you're replacing him on the show. So you better get You're going to be his stunt double. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So just going to close the show out with, with bringing back our announcement. Um, Jake and I met with Mental Health America today. And we are going to be working with them to make a donation, starting with the Bucks playoff run, $10 for every Milwaukee Bucks win and $10 for every series that they win in six games. So if they win the championship and they win all four rounds in six games, we're going to be making a $200 donation to Mental Health America. And it's going to be going towards a scholarship for a high school student who is interested in both sports and mental health, like Jake and I have done with our show. So, Jake and I working with Mental Health America to start a Wisco Fanatic scholarship. And it's uh, the beginning of hopefully many things that we work with with them. So um, it's cool that uh, Jake and I have gone from a, a weekly sports show to also doing things that we hope can can make a difference for people. So it's uh, very exciting. And we couldn't do it without people watching the show. So Steve, James, Greg, appreciate you watching the show and tuning in. Um, Steve's got 744 comments on just today's show alone. Um, but I mean, guys like Bill and Taylor and Tim commenting on all the shows and, and giving us reasons to continue building it and doing more. So we're excited to keep doing that and keep doing more. So um, hopefully it's just the beginning of stuff that we got going on and we will be back on Wednesday, Jake and I will. And then hopefully all four of us back next Friday for some live mock drafts, which is sure to be tons of, tons of fun so make sure to tune in for that and we will see you guys next week yes sir go bucks bucks and six save big on brunch for mom all in the kroger app get half gallons of delicious kroger milk for 129 each then get flavorful tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for 249 a pound all with your card and a digital coupon Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.